Hallelujah. The 34th chapter or division or however you want to identify it of Psalms. 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and delivered me from all of my fears. They looked upon him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Verse 7, watch. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him. And delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye saints. For there is no want to them that fear him. God bless you. You may be seated. Isn't that a great reading? Man, I did good, didn't I? I read every bit of that without much help. That's a great reading. My text today, whether I ever get to it or I don't, my text today is the one fear I never want to get over. The one fear I never want to get over. You know, fear is an amazing thing. And I I choose that word because I really feel like it is. Fear is awesome. Fear is amazing. You know, it's, it's declared that when a baby is born, When an infant takes life, they have only two fears that are inherent. Only two things infants fear. Everything else is an acquired learning. Every other fear is an acquired fear. They have two fears when they're born. One is the fear of hunger. That's why they cry. They're afraid of not having enough to survive. The other fear is the fear of falling. 
That's why when you do this to a little baby, they go, even when they're infant, they go, they're born with the fear of falling. They're born with the fear of being hungry. They have no other fear. They don't fear racial differences. They don't fear taxation. They don't fear sickness. They don't fear any kind of pain. Little infants can have minor surgery done to them at birth, and I, I'm thinking of male circumcision here. And they whimper a little, but they have no fear of pain. So it's very soon over. It's a learned response that they get later. There's only two things they're afraid of. They're afraid of falling. They're afraid of hunger. Now, most people never get over those. With all of their acquired fears and their acquired problematic responses, they never get over the fear of falling and the fear of hunger, but they manifest it a totally different way than from an infantile perspective. You see that fear of hunger, that fear of want, in a person who takes on the nature of, I can never get enough. I can never have enough. Greed. They're taken over by greed. It goes all the way back to that infant fear of hunger. And the other is, when there is no, uh, when a person reaches a adolescent or a more adult stage and their, their, uh, uh, their self-value, their self-appraisal, is never good. It's that always either the fear of failure that drives some to super excellence, to super achievement, or the I can never do anything right fear, which is actually the same response. And so consequently, why would I disappoint everybody else, but more so it's why would I dis be disappointed in myself by even trying because I know I'm going to fail before I try. It goes all the way back to that infant fear of falling. David may have not been a psychologist that I read after in that little bit of study that I just gave you there. But it may be like the little boy that was able to figure out the problems that his mother and daddy had and explain to them that when you do the right thing, everything works out properly. And when you do the wrong thing, and just like you taught me, Mom, just like you taught me, Dad, if you don't do the right thing, you get in trouble. And when you do the right thing, it always has a way of seeming to work out. And the dad, in the simplicity of the child. natural-born psychologist in my family. And the little boy scratched his head and said, 
Well, I may be one, Dad, but I don't think I'll ever learn to spell it. In life, there are a whole lot of things that nature will teach us and train us. And David may not have been able to spell it, but boy, he sure put it in perspective when he said, If I want my life to be happy, if I want my life to have purpose, if I really desire my life to be successful, if my intention is to make the most at all times out of my opportunity, then it's predicated upon a foundation that I have to learn what is the most important things and what are the least important things. And I have to prioritize based on important to least important. And I've got to give my... Hey, time out a minute. Let me tell you something else about getting old that you come to realize that you don't grasp when you're young. When you start getting older, you realize... You only have a limited amount of energy. When you're young, you think it's never ending. It is never going to run out. I'm always going to have a little more in the storehouse that I can reach back and get. And I may be tired, but I'll push myself and I'll get, hey, when you get a little older, you realize you only have so much energy for a 24 hour day. And when you spend it, it's gone. And then you're going to have to rest up, store up, wait up, hope up to get some more. And so you start prioritizing. There's things that in the physical, in the natural, my, my wife and I get up on a Monday morning and say, Now, this week we'd like to get A, B, C, D, E done. But today we'd like to do such and such and so and so. And there's some nights when it's bedtime and we look around and say, boy, we didn't get much done of what we said we wanted to get done today, did we? And we say no, and usually I'm the one that says, oh, well, there will always be tomorrow. That's just sort of a natural thing that you just sort of always say, tomorrow. I'll get it done tomorrow. And thank God so far there have been those tomorrows. But if your life is going to be successful, if your life's going to be happy, if your life's going to be blessed, it doesn't matter whether you're 13 or 73. It doesn't matter whether you're a teenager or a senior citizen. It doesn't matter whether you are single or married whether you are a parent or a grandparent, or whether you are childless, if you are going to be happy, at some point you have to come to grips with a major theme and a major decision in your life, and that is the first thing in my life must be praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. One of the most major shifts you will ever make in your life and particularly in your spiritual life is when you shift gears and realize life is not all about God blessing me. 
A lot of life is about me blessing God at all times. Oh, hallelujah. Can I get a witness to that? A lot of our preaching, and I'm not targeting the three of us that are on the platform. I'm only calling attention to the reality that in the Pentecostal circles that we navigate, In the gravitation of our spiritual experiences, a lot of the preaching we hear is about the blessing of the Lord, the power of the Lord, the wonder of the Lord, the might and the mercy of the Lord, what God can do, what God will do, what God wants to do, what we should let God do. But hey, is anybody in here ready, as am I, to hear somebody say, there's some things you can do. You can get up in the morning and bless the Lord. You can rise up out of the trial of this moment. And instead of declaring, God's going to bless me, God's going to minister to me, God's going to come to my rescue, you can rise up and say, even in my trial, I praise you, Lord. Even in my sickness, I bless you, Lord. Even in my weakness, I thank you, Lord. Even in my problems, I will bless the Lord. At all times. Praise God. Mm. Your life takes a new priority. When it stops being about you. And what He will do for you. And what He can do. And the pie in the sky dreams and hopes. Of this is going to be the service that changes me. See, I've even preached that. I I stand here confessing that I've always believed there could be a Sunday when the Holy Ghost sweeps in and makes all the difference in us and changes us and we become new. Do any of you believe that? Do you believe that kind of preaching? But I want to tell you something else that I believe just as endeared and just as strongly but I haven't preached it nearly as much. I believe every Sunday, and I believe any Sunday, and I believe this Sunday is a Sunday when you can say, my priorities is going to take a facelift. And instead of me wanting the Lord to just change me, I want the Lord to show me how I can change myself. Show me what I can do to become more like Him. Ingrain in me a tenacity, O Lord, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. On earth I long to be like Him. Hey, if you will stop waiting on Him to do it to you, do it in you, do it for you, and instead you'll say, my priority is when I'm done with this service today, I want to be closer to the Lord than I was when I came in. I'm not waiting on Him to come down to me. I'm going to go running back to Jesus. I'm going to go running back to His grace. I'm going to draw nigh unto Him before I expect Him to draw nigh unto me. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise... His praise will continually be in my mouth. Let's try something for a week. 
Let's try something for a week. If it don't work, feel free to abandon it. Quit it. Go back to your old self, your old ways, your old things. But let's try something for a week. For a week, let's try praising the Lord first. His praise being in our lips first. Before we ever acknowledge there's any problem, any trouble, any difficulty, anything wrong. When you see somebody and they say, how you doing today? Well, I just want to tell you, you know what the Lord's been doing in my life, in my heart? You know how I've been feeling about Jesus? And let the praise of the Lord be in your lips. Let the thanksgiving of the Lord be in your mouth. Let your mind dwell on. Mm, meditate day and night on how good He's been. Hey, I don't think I'm singing to the choir here. I don't think I'm preaching to rookies here. I believe there are people sitting in here that you know the power of God to heal. You know the power of God to lift a load and a burden. You know how He turns darkness into day. You know how He turns heaviness into thanksgiving. You know how He breaks chains. You know how He opens prison doors. You know how He lifts... Sets the captives free. Let's try it for one week saying, let me tell you what the Lord's done. Let me tell you how good the Lord is. Let me tell you what's happening in my spirit. No, you may not be able to see it outwardly. You may not be able to realize it. I may look like the same old trouble, the same old problem, the same old difficulty, the same old weakness, the same old shortcoming, the same old sandbag, the same old backslider, the same old one with the same old difficulty. But hey, there's a change going on inside of me because I've started to bless the Lord. I'm not waiting for the Lord to bless me. I've started to bless the Lord. The praise of God is continually ongoing, never-ending, ceaselessly. The praise of the Lord is indefinitely a part of my continuity and my conversation. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Oh, I'm going to just go around bragging on Jesus. How about a week of it? Anybody besides me get tired of hearing people brag on themselves?
I would but fail. You know that line? Without him, I, I would be nothing. Without him, I would but fail. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Driftwood. <laughs> See, you have to come to understand when it's about God. It's all about God. It's either about us or it's about Him. I mean, let's stop playing games. Let's, let's come to reality. It's either about us or it's about Him. If we're waiting on Him to bless us, it's about us. If we're saying, I don't care what I'm going through. The bottom line is not the bottom line. The bottom line is when I can't do anything else, I can praise Him. Oh, no, don't miss that. Let me tell you that again. Let me go back over that again. When I can't do anything else, I can praise Him. See, I don't have time to go down through every chapter of Job. But Job was a righteous man. Job did no evil. Job did no wrong. Job trusted God. Job loved God. And yet everything imaginable happened to him. He lost loved ones. He became diseased. He had domestic difficulty in his own home. Everything he put his hands to that had been blessed became uh, uh, a disaster to him. But the only times... He ever fell down was when he fell down to praise. He didn't fall down to quit. He didn't fall down to give up. He didn't fall down to say, me, 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 poor little me. He didn't sing, I'm a failure, I'm a difficulty, I can't do it, I'm a problem. No, he realized without him I'd be nothing. Without him I would but fail. Without him I'd be drifting like a ship without a sail. But hey, let me tell you the hope. Whenever you fall down to praise Him, you'll always get back up again. When you fall on your face because you quit, when you fall on your face because you give up, when you fall on your face because you say it's not worth it, when you fall down prostrate because you say, I'm not willing to try again, then I'm here to tell you, it's over. It's enough. You've give up. But hey, when you fall down to praise, you may be flatter than a pancake. You may be flattened out like a board. But when you fall down to praise, you'll always get up again. Hallelujah. And I've come today to tell somebody, you've got to get up again. Even when you feel like your life's been amiss, 
Your, 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 your recent past has not been the way you want it to be. Stop letting it be about yourself. Prioritize and say, I will bless the Lord at all times. When I'm high, I'll bless Him. When I'm low, I'll bless Him. When I've got much, I'll bless Him. When i got nothing, I'll bless Him. When I'm troubled, I'll bless Him. When it's fair sailing, I'll bless Him. When it's easy, I'll bless Him. When it's difficult, I'll bless Him. When I've got nothing left, I'll bless Him. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Got to hurry, got to hurry here. It may be freezing and snowing and sleeting. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. There's something about this kind of priority. Brother Owens, let me preach to you just a minute. Can I? You're back there taking it all in. There's something about coming to this kind of a decision that it stopped being about me and it's about him. And I'm going to praise him even when I don't feel like it. And even when I do feel like it. I'm going to praise Him even when there don't seem to others to be a lot to praise Him for. I'm going to praise Him that it's not worse than it is. I'm going to praise Him at all times. Whenever we reach that kind of a, a position and a posture in our life. I hope you have and I believe you have. I, I hope I have. And I believe you have sometimes more than I believe I have. You understand what I'm saying? But when you reach that kind of place, you don't want to be alone there. You want somebody else to join in and magnify the Lord with me. I, not only is it an acquired skill, but it's an acquired relationship. Let's try something for in this one week of, of try, trying and and attempting. Let's try something. Let's look for somebody to magnify God with us. Because I want to tell you, if you determine for a week that you're going to bless the Lord, the praise of the Lord's going to be in your mouth, then if you find anybody that's going to react like you're going to react, you're going to have to hunt for them. Because you're going to find every Joe and every Mary and every Sue that's going to tell you how bad it's been. Well, I'm glad you're having it good, but... You know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to look for somebody that you can say, Hey, I'm really working at this. I'm really attempting to turn over a new leaf in my life. I'm really attempting to write a new chapter in my book. And would you magnify the Lord with me? Don't let me forget how good He's been to me. Don't let me forget where He found me. Don't let me forget that He picked me up when I really wasn't worthy, when I really wasn't deserving. We need somebody to take us back to the place where we first believed. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. For He hath done marvelous things. Marvelous things. Let's exalt His name together. Hallelujah. I want to ask you something now. I'm going to stop preaching here for just a second. Catch my breath. Get me a drink of water. Try to slow down and re-energize. That's right. And I want to ask you something. You preach a little bit here. Don't make me do it all. You do some of it. 
what would you do right now? What would your reaction be? What would your acquired skill be right this minute? If we were to start in trying to exalt his name. How would you exalt the name of the Lord? Somebody over in here, just get up on your feet. Out loud, exalt the name of the Lord. Whatever you'd do to exalt the name of the Lord. Somebody back over in this section. Just get up on your feet. Exalt. How would you exalt the name of the Lord? Hey, somebody that doesn't even feel worthy to get up, go ahead and get up and exalt. How would you do that? I don't know how you'd do it. It's a personal thing. But I don't, I, I can't grasp that there's any better way to exalt the name of Jesus than to speak it reverently, to call it out in praise. And when I say Jesus, oh Jesus, wonderful Jesus, I magnify you Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I lift your name up, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, you've been so good. You are so mighty. You are so wonderful. Great is the name of the Lord. Worthy is the name of the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, see, what we're doing is we're exalting the name of the Lord. Let's do it again. Didn't that feel good? Let's do it again. Come on, somebody else join us. Somebody else get in here with us. Let's, let's exalt His name again. Obviously, I can't get done today. Stand with me, the others of you. When we do that, you know what happens? The ones who are humiliated. That what makes humble. Humble is created by humiliation. You have to humiliate the faith. But it says when you start to exalt the Lord, those who are humiliated will hear thereof and be glad. You know what it's saying, if I can put it in my words? The one that's really going through a tough time. The one who's been cut off at the knees. The one who feels like they can never get up again.
And they look at you as though you've got it made. And they hear you rejoicing in the Lord and saying, I couldn't make it without God. I couldn't do this without Jesus. Those who have been humiliated to the point of tears, they hear your praise and new gladness takes them over. New happiness comes in. Hey, you can make somebody else's life better by praising God. Let's fast forward. Let's fast forward since I'm not going to get done here for closing. This poor man cried. The Lord heard him. He put angels around him to protect him. Oh, when you ever get to that place, Sister Sharon, you know what I'm talking about literally and physically. When you ever get to that place that you know the angels live with you. You know the angels are encamped around about. They're comfortable in your house. They're comfortable to ride down the road with you in your car. The angels are not afraid to hang out where you hang out when you ever reach that place. Then the only testimony you want to give is not about you. Not about yourself. Not about what you've done. But you want to say, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. The blessing is unto the man or woman that will trust in Him. Then verse 9 shifts gears. And it leaves all that fear of hunger because He becomes our provider. It leaves all that fear of falling because He'll uphold us with His right hand. It leaves all the acquired fears that we have, Pastor, of never enough. Can't get there from here. Forsaken, left out, can't do it. And it says in verse 9, Oh, fear the Lord. Oh, fear the Lord, ye His saints. There's a new fear. But it's an awesome fear. It's an awesome respect. It's an awesome appreciation based upon a love for Him and an understanding of what He can do. Oh, fear the Lord, ye saints. For there is no want to them that fear Him. When the fear of the Lord becomes your first priority, everything else works out. Everything else finds its place. Oh, fear the Lord, ye His saints. Ladies and gentlemen, I close today with this one affirmation, this one testimony, this heartfelt, deep feeling and statement. There is one fear I never want to get over. 
and that is to fear the Lord and keep His commandments. Because unto those that fear the Lord, there is no want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, come praise the Lord with me. Bless the Lord with me. Join me. Because when we learn to fear the Lord, everything else works out. While they sing, come down the aisle praising. Come to the front praising. Come blessing the Lord. Yesterday don't matter, God. I bless you today. Tomorrow's not my worry. I bless you.
challenge that has been set forth. But I don't I don't want to do it by myself. Brother Marty, I'd like for you if you would to be my blessing buddy this week. So here's here's what here's what I want us to do, you and I. I want tomorrow, it don't matter who goes first, if you text me first or I text you first, it does just let's communicate a blessing of the Lord. Now Bishop picked a good week for me to do this because I'm going on a Holy Ghost crusade with children. Kids are going to get the Holy Ghost every night. So you're going to hear about it every night. I'm going to talk about the goodness of the Lord. I'm going to talk about how God... I want you to do the same. I want you to send me a good report, all right? So I I think before you leave here, you need to find somebody and make them your blessing, buddy, and communicate to them this week. Hey, this week, every day, 
We're not going to talk about how bad the weather is. We're not going to talk about how the bills are more than the money we got. We're going to bless the Lord at all times. Every day. Every day we're going to share. You need to find somebody. You need to do it right now. Find somebody and say, hey, you're my blessing, buddy. Don't let them go one day without... Hey, I believe when we get back here on Wednesday night... We're going to have kids getting the Holy Ghost next Sunday. The power that God, uh, the Holy Ghost is going to fall. God's going to do great things. We're going to have a great week blessing the Lord. God's good even when the weather's bad. Now, with that being said, I started off. I'm trying to be positive. God's good even when the weather's bad. It's supposed to be worse than it is now at 315. Choir starts at 4.15. At 3.15, we'll make a decision as to whether or not we'll be having service and choir. And so uh, we'll put it on social media. It'll be on the website. It'll be on Facebook. My number is in the bulletin. If we haven't contacted you or you haven't seen it and you're not sure whether we're having church, feel free to call me. I'll I'll receive calls. But I, I hope that nothing happens. But it might. So if it does, we'll notify you to... Whether or not we'll have service, choir at 4.15, service at 5. Tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon, we'll let you know, ladies, whether or not there's a time of prayer for the ladies. I trust that we'll see you this afternoon. Don't say anything negative. Leave positive. Blessing the name of the Lord. Remember, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And those that fear the Lord shall not be in one. Go in the fear of the Lord. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Bless the Lord at all times. It's what I do. Praise is what I do. It's what I do.